Welcome to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. ISFA exists to serve industry professionals involved in the fabrication of manufactured surfacing materials. With each episode, Behind the Surface inspires fabricators to take their business to the next level. Now with your host, Nancy Bush. Hi everyone, I'm Nancy Bush. Today on the Installing Profitability series brought to us by our friends at Baca, Eric Tryon will discuss reducing material costs and specifically compensation plan design. So with that, I'd like to introduce you to Eric Tryon. Eric, well, thank you, Nancy. I'm very excited to uh, kick this series off. When we started talking about this, um, boy, it's been probably a month ago now. Uh, the, the gears really started spinning as far as you know what was possible um, and as with anything else the more you think about it the more you start uh, taking a deeper dive and, and we establish that boy this is a very rich topic uh, and we're going to invest uh, some time into it and cover a lot of different components over a series of weeks and months so um, the first thing I want to point out with with this and all of the i guess approaches that we use here is that you know these apply to any business it doesn't just have to be the stone business although you know it's, we're going to have a very detailed conversation about uh, the stone business and we'll use examples from the stone business but it really can apply to just about any business um so we'll we'll uh kick off here and and, and see where we go so I'm going to continually come back to two really important keys um, that I think are critical for success and execution when you start talking about strategies and implementing them into an organization to generate results. And, and the first one is about focus. And more specifically, it's about focus on what matters the most. Uh, and when I meet with a lot of other organizations, I see a lot of um, very eager, uh, aggressive strategic plans where people are trying to just do and pursue every opportunity possible. And, and I can speak from experience um, that that is really challenging to do because what happens is we get diluted and, and we really confuse our teams when we don't get razor focus on the things that are going to matter the most and the things that are going to generate results inside of our business. So. That's the first thing is focus. And then the second is, is really a, uh, an add-on to that is the discipline to stay the course and remove the clutter um, from all these other distractions. And when we start talking about the stone fabrication industry, um, it gets even more complicated because there are so many different things going on. I'm, I'm hard-pressed to find another industry that has a manufacturing component well, first, let's back up a sales component, a manufacturing component, a service component. And then if you have multiple locations, now it's also a logistics component as well. So there are so many uh, things going on and every day is a new adventure. It's really hard to stay disciplined and remove all this clutter uh, and, and focus on what matters the most. So I'm going to continue to come back to, to those two points as we go through some of this over the next several weeks. Uh, you know, I, I always say the hardest thing to do is to say no to a good idea. 
you know, hey, I can put that on the shelf uh, for the next initiative, but I, I really need to stay focused and disciplined on this and the things that are right in front of me now. So uh, our first topic is about strategies for reducing our material costs. And when we look at our business, material costs is without a doubt the biggest expense we have uh, on our p and uh, It is the, the thing that dominates um, the cost structure of our business. We'll talk about labor at a, at, a, at, a, at a later date because that's a large component as well, but material costs are so substantial inside our, our business. And the interesting thing is you don't hear a lot of people talking about that. And, and when I say focus, I'm talking about, hey, let's get intentional about absolutely attacking this line item um, from every angle and every direction that we have. So the series of reducing material costs in this podcast over several weeks and months is going to be looking at it from different lenses and how do we attack that and how do we impact that number. So first and foremost, um, I think we, we need to help quantify these opportunities. And I always say play the what if game. Um, you know, what if we were to reduce material costs by three percentage points? What if we were to reduce our overhead uh, costs by X percent? Or what if we were to reduce our overtime by 10%? What if our sales increased by 10%? What if our gross margin increased by 20%? You know, all these what ifs, and then start playing backwards of, okay, where are those biggest opportunities to impact our bottom line? So when we start talking about the what ifs, and what's possible inside a stone fabrication business. If we're not including the material cost, you know, we're kind of missing the mark here. So um, we, we, we start talking about the opportunities, but then we have to think about, okay, once we identified the opportunity and our biggest opportunity, and again, specific to this, we're talking about our material cost. What is the focus going to be and how are we going to impact that number, right? So the first thing we've got to do um, once we have the opportunity is to really engage the frontliners. So those are the people that are doing the work every single day. And, and I'll use a couple of specific examples and we're gonna get a lot deeper when we get to our, our workshop next week uh, and we talk about specific examples. But if we want to uh, increase our yield uh, over the course of time, who are the people that are doing the layouts for the jobs? Right? I can talk all day long in the executive offices about what that looks like increasing yield, but if the frontliner doesn't have permission and direction to go engage, um, you know, we're probably going to be hard-pressed to create tangible results. We can't just wish it to happen. We, we've got to arm them with the information and the initiative, get them on board to say, hey, listen, we're really expecting your contribution to attacking this thing, and this is what it looks like day in, day out. And then we got to measure those results. So the first thing we do when we start engaging frontliners is that we have got to make sure that their comp plans are aligned with company objectives. And one of the easiest ways to gain an alignment with an individual's performing employee inside our business is impact their pay, right? Impact their compensation. So we want to reward the behaviors and actions that support the company objectives. It's really that simple. I'm always, you know, kind of scratching my head at how many companies I see they'll they'll have me come in and, and they'll look at the organization and they say, how do we get better? And, and one of the first things I find is that they have conflicting interests of the compensation plan design and the company objectives. They're in direct conflict with one another. You know, a, an employee may have 
an incentive to work longer hours in a day. And now they're cranking up the overtime, right? Well, that's a direct uh, negative or um, conflict of what the company wants. You know, the company wants uh, the maximum amount of productivity in the shortest period of time. So I, I've seen situations where people are maximizing their hours. I got to get my hours in. I've got to get my hours in. I, gotta, I need the overtime. You know, that, that doesn't work. Uh, from the company PL perspective. So, so we got to get that part right. Um, so when we talk about aligning comp plans with company objectives over the years, what we found, and this was, you know, didn't happen overnight. This is something that was generated literally trial and error uh, of years of either falling down and getting bumping our nose and, and, and regrouping and coming back with a better solution to get it right. Or in some cases, you know, just sitting back in awe saying, wow, that's all we had to do is show them what we wanted them to do and look at, look at them go. And I, I promise you, you know, employees will absolutely um, knock it out of the park when you show them the direction and what right looks like because they want to please, right? We all want to become the person um, that is making a positive contribution for the better good of the organization. And when we can put them on stage and say, hey, look what Nancy did for the team. Thank you so much. You know, and, and we clap uh, for her performance. You know, there's a good chance Nancy's going to do that again and again and again and again. So the first plan, thing we got to do is make sure that our comp plans are aligned with company objectives. So we're going to talk about that in the workshop quite a bit. Um, and what we did and how we really, I think, brought this home. And I, I looked back at the, the growth of the organization that we built and ultimately ended up selling at a very, very attractive multiple um, was our team was so razor focused and aligned with the company objectives. And the way we did that um, through the compensation was what we call the pay by performance component of their compensation plan. So every position in the organization had some form of pay by performance attached to their compensation plan. People say, oh, Eric, how in the world did you do that? That's impossible. How can a, you know, a project manager have a pay by performance component to their job. And I promise you, we did. We had it for every single job in the organization. So when we get into the workshop, we're going to talk about that in detail. I'm going to share with you exactly what we did for the sales team and how it was structured, what we did for the measure techs and templates, what we did for the installers, the CAD department, the project managers, the production team, uh, the accounting department, and you name it, we had one to it. And, and the best part about this. Uh, when, when we really got going with this is the compensation plan designed like this shifts control of who is responsible for the individual financial uh, windfall or shortfall for the employee. What used to be the manager's responsibility or, hey, I need a bump in hourly pay, now is tradition to uh, transition to the actual employee. So all those knocks on the manager's door saying, hey, boss, I've been here for seven years and I think it's time that I get a, a bump and increase in pay or I've got a friend, Dave, who works at another shop and he's getting X an hour. It becomes a very, very easy conversation to say, hey, listen, we use the term all the time. Well, you're in the perfect place because you can give yourself a raise. Every single day, you have an opportunity to give yourself a raise. And so we'll talk about that in more detail. And then the final two components of this is, you know, you have to track results. You know, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm left scratching my head 
so many times uh, in conversations with, with fellow fabricators and they don't track anything and they don't post anything. So I said, how can you get mad at an individual uh, performer employee for missing the mark? You know, you're frustrated or the management team is frustrated because they're not performing at the level you want to. And, and I said, it's just not fair. You know, they, they need to know what it looks like and they need to know what their actual performance is compared to um, what the goal is. And, and that's where I think a lot of companies miss. And I said, how do you know if you're even moving in the right direction if you're not tracking and dashboarding and stuff and putting it in front of the people that can have the biggest impact on it? Major, major, major gap uh, I see in the marketplace of, of people just ignoring to do that. And hey, let's get real. It's not easy to do that in this industry. Our software has evolved dramatically, but I'll tell you what, um, it still has a long way to go. And, and we spent a tremendous amount of time extracting data and putting systems in place inside of our organization that would generate the information and populate a screen or a dashboard so it was very visible and, and public in front of everybody every single day. And I'll tell you what, nobody wants to fail. Nobody wants to be on the bottom of that list. If there are 25 install crews, nobody wants to be 21, 22, 23, 24, or 25. They just don't. So they're going to change the daily behavior uh, because they know everybody else is going to see what they're actually doing day in, day out. And then the last one, is, is celebrating the wins, right? When, when people do have success, we wanna make sure that we celebrate it and we celebrate it in a big way. So we want to make sure that we are, you know, taking the opportunity and taking the time to say thank you. And we wanna make it very public. And when I say public, put them up on a stage in front of everybody and clap your hands and let everybody else say thank you as well. And, and so everyone has an appreciation of what Nancy is doing uh, for the better good of the team. And I'll tell you what, there's no better feeling uh, than that sense of emotional satisfaction when, when people are patting you on the back. And I'll go as far as say is that means more than the actual dollars that come in the paycheck. And, and if you could create an environment that has that built in where you're going to have these celebrations and you're going to say, okay, who hit their number and come on up here and, and you know take a bow for the crowd, you will get more juice out of that squeeze and anything else. So that's what we're going to dig into over the next uh, workshop. And, and again, this is compensation, but we, we've got a lot of other topics to get into. We're going to get into uh, practical applications of um, the, the increasing the yield, cutting less slabs, uh, how to use your equipment and technology uh, to your advantage to reduce your material costs. And we're also going to talk about, believe it or not, your sales plan design, you know, what does that look like? Because intentionally, um, you can get very, very, you can stack the deck to impact yield and uh, what your remnant utilization is just on the, the products that you offer and how you set up your, your uh, sales uh, structure and design of your actual uh, programs that you have for your customers. So. Excited to get into it, Nance. I know it's a lot, but uh, I guess that's a, a quick overview of what we're going to dive into next week. It's going to be compensation plans by position and, and how that will impact driving your material costs down. And again, I cannot emphasize enough the focus that it takes throughout the organization of everybody on the same uh, page beating to the same drum, 
So everybody has very clear expectations. Hey, this is what we need from you in your department. This is what we need from you. This is what we need from you. And everybody is making a, a positive contribution uh, to, to making an impact and generating results favorable to the organization. That is awesome. If you'd like to learn more about compensation design or have questions after listening to Eric today, please join us on October 13th as ISFA will be hosting a workshop with Eric at 2 p.m. Eastern. You can register by visiting our website at www.isfanow.org. Next up in the podcast, as Eric mentioned, will be Cut Less and Increase Yield. That's going to release on November 3rd. Thanks again, Eric and our friends at Baca for supporting our industry with this series. Thanks for listening. To hear more in-depth viewpoints, gain actionable insights and powerful tools to help you succeed, subscribe to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. To learn more about ISFA, visit our website at www.isfanow.org.